always loved to draw, and I originally thought I would illustrate my books, and people who knew me as a child were surprised that I was writing and not illustrating my books. But um, actually worked out very well for me because a good illustrator has a style, and a certain style is only suitable for a certain kind of book, and I've never been uh, uh, forced to write the same kind of book again and again because I'm not illustrating it. So that's, I, I do fiction, nonfiction, young, old, and a pic, a, an illustrator generally doesn't have that kind of range because he's focused only on the kinds of books he himself could illustrate. So it actually worked out well for me, but um, I still like to draw. And if you came in my room, above the bulletin board, from the ceiling down to the bulletin board line, I had all these signs from Key Food. And uh, kids would call my room the supermarket room, but that's math. And part of the do now when they came in sometimes would be how much would six cans of peas cost? And the kids said, how would I know? I said, look at the signs. And they said, well, it's three for a dollar. And then I taught them how to figure out what six cans would cost. And they got the feeling that math and numbers were everywhere. Uh, and then there were other things I did. Uh, we had all kinds of different activities. I remember the children would say that every Wednesday there was some kind of a creative activity with, with math, uh, such as I'd give them a sales sheet from, from one of the local department stores, and I would tell them to find out how many three pairs of gloves would cost. And I gave the description directly from that sales sheet. So the children had to actually read and match up the words to find out what one cost and then figure out what three would cost. And it was amazing to me because the children would say, gee, great, we don't have to do math today. And they spent the whole period doing math, not realizing that that was math. And that was my chance really to, to help them with the basics, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. There's a new math book coming out this fall called You Can, Too Can Math. And unlike other math riddle books, the, the um, solution is not simply the answer. Um, these are uh, uh, math problems that are rhyming math problems, all based on birds. But the question is not simply how many. The question is first, how do you find out how many? Which operation do you use? And then what's the answer? And what happens with a lot of children is they jump to the answer. And that's fine for that one problem, but that doesn't really teach you a method. It doesn't give you the, the, the way of going about solving the math problem. So I talk at the very beginning about when you use each uh, operation. When do you add? When do you subtract? When do you multiply? When do you divide? And then for each problem, I ask the child, what do you do? And then what's your answer? Um, and I, I, I heard just at the conference that um, some kids, when they have multiple choice questions, they just take all the numbers play with them until they come up with what are the answers for the multiple choice questions. Now that's a strategy for getting an answer to the problem, but it doesn't really teach you how to do the operation. What happened was when my first son was born, um, I took a childcare leave. And my wife is a psychologist, she stayed at work. And um, I wrote whenever he took a nap. And when my wife came home, I wrote some more. I had a certain amount of time I promised myself I would write each day. And when that time was done, I stopped. But until it was done, I kept writing. And um, that, that's how I started into, you know, as a writer. And then I developed Cam Jansen, and then that became busy and very steady work. But in writing the Cam Jansons, I saw that there was a gap in the books available for children. 
There were the easy-to-read books, and there were the 8 to 12 books, 8 to 12-year-old readers. There was nothing in between. So either you could make the jump or you got lost. And what the Cam Jansons are is, a, is an intermediate step. And when the first one came out in 1980, uh, there really weren't books like that. Uh, there were two series that came out at the same time, mine and a series by Pat Riley Giff, The Polk Street Kids. Those are really the first two series that were transitional readers. And uh, people often don't quite get what makes a good transitional reader. It's not simply reading level. It's that the children read one word at a time, very uh, uh, slowly. They don't skip, and they, and they uh, uh, just, it, it's a very determined book, word after word after word. And we have no right and there's no reason to rush their reading, but if things don't happen quickly enough, they get bored. So since they're reading slowly, the plot has to move more quickly. And that means you can't have a lot of description, and the characterization has to come out of something the character says or does, not from the author himself telling you about the character. And that's what makes the Cam Jansons work, because the child reads slowly, but the plot moves quickly. And the second thing that makes them work is when children are just beginning to read, they often don't pay attention to what they're reading. They puzzle out the words, and when they're done, they read the whole book, but they don't know what they read. But with a mystery, you pay attention for the clues. And if you miss the clue, when Cam discovers the clue and solves the mystery, you go back to see if it really was there. So it trains you to pay attention to what you're reading. My own children were assigned biographies for book reports in the second and third and fourth grade. And I went to the library, and there really were no strictly nonfiction biographies for children just 20 years ago. And uh, the books that they did have, I felt, were an insult to children because they were fictionalized. And why, if you're only writing 1,500 words or 2,000 words, do you have to make things up? And I never, when I was a child, I would read these biographies. And I remember reading one after another and finally going to my mother and asking her, how did the author know what George Washington's mother said to him? And she said, well, that part was probably made up. And when I heard that, I stopped reading them, because if they made up one part, how do I know what else they made up? And, and the, new, the biographies I do at Holiday House, the picture book biography series, strictly nonfiction. Nothing is made up. And I think it's an insult to a child to make up stuff, if you're calling the book nonfiction. So in the 80s, that's when the picture book biographies first came out. And I heard afterwards that the teachers were so delighted, and the librarians were delighted, that they had strictly nonfiction picture books, biographies for children. I begin my book, B. Franklin Printer, with uh, the time Benjamin Franklin went to see King Louis XVI of France. Uh, he was going to him to try to get support for the United States in the Revolution. He was told that when you go to the King of France, you can't go bareheaded. You have to wear a wig. So he had his head fitted for a wig. His head was measured, and then the wig maker came and put the wig on Franklin's head. Then he was pulling and tugging, and he couldn't get the wig to fit. Finally, Franklin turned to him and said, maybe the wig is too small. The wig maker said, no, the wig is not too small. Your head is too big. And Franklin had no more use for the wig maker, and he decided to go to the king bareheaded. When he got out of the carriage at the Palace of Versailles, people were shocked that he would have the nerve to go to the king bareheaded. Then they heard 
about the wig maker and the wig, and they said, it is a big head, but it's a great head. And that's how I begin the Franklin book. The Reading Rockets Meet the Author series is a production of WETA. Major funding for Reading Rockets comes from the United States Department of Education, Office of Special Education Programs. For more author interviews, recommended reading lists, and information about teaching kids to read, please visit us online at www.readingrockets.org.